0: Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator, I sure am hungry.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody, to the Morning Dinner Podcast. It's your boy, Keem and Chuck. What up? And we host the Morning Dinner Podcast, which is a podcast based out of Las Vegas, where we sit down and have conversations with creators, entrepreneurs, and hustlers. And today we have... Mike Xavier in the house.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Side note real quick. I'm glad you got the name right because a lot of people, they say Xavier. Oh, really? Yeah, and I always forget to tell them it's Xavier. So now I'm I'm starting to remember beforehand, like when the, before they introduced me, yeah. that it's Xavier.
1: See, I watched a lot of X-Men growing up, so I'm always like, yeah, that, it's Xavier.
2: That's what I was telling the other <laughs> day. I'm like, I don't know how they keep getting it wrong because... It's just like Professor Xavier You yeah. know what I'm saying Professor X I feel but, like the
1: X Is just such a strong letter It just pops out It's like
0: X-Xavier yeah, xavier. yeah yeah, xavier you, you wanna say it yeah, yeah,
2: You gotta get it right yeah. But like Xavier I've been on TV And like I've told them Like right before we start And we're live So I'm like hey It's Mike Xavier And they're like okay cool And then they go on And they still get it wrong Or we'll be in like front of a big crowd And it's just It's just funny They always like the Xavier I don't, I don't get how they get that but Who
1: who, who is the, the, the people That mispronounce it As like more corporate people Or is it like a It's just anybody, everybody
2: in general. It's been a mix, man. It's not
0: like the two pack. (laughs) Nah,
2: nah, nah, it's been a mix, but it's just one of those things that I I wasn't expecting. I figured it was just an easy name, Mike Xavier, you know? But they're like, they're like Mike Xavier. So how did you come up with that name, Mike Xavier? (laughs) I got the name from my brother, actually. My my real name's Mike, though, but I got the Xavier from my brother. Okay. It was a big thing on him, and it just made, I don't know, I liked it a lot. And then um, I didn't want to be like, when I, start, when I started getting into music again I wanted something that was just like Universal, made sense It wasn't corny It wasn't yeah. like, you know, the typical whatever stuff. Yeah, it's
1: genuine Genuine, right, right, right. I, I like that uh, So real quick So people who are tuning into this podcast And may not necessarily know about you Can mm-hmm. you tell them real quick Who you are and what you do out here
2: So my name is Mike Xavier And uh, I'm an artist uh, Now in Vegas But I'm originally from LA mm-hmm. And uh, I've just been out here trying to uh, you know, grind and follow my own dreams and, and in turn inspire other people to do the same. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they give up far too early, you know? Yeah. So I was telling somebody earlier today, actually, that what I try to do is remind people that it's possible by doing what I'm doing. Cause at one time I doubted what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I, you know, had this conversation with myself and I just kept, you know, telling myself to keep going or whatever. Cause I, I started to see the possibilities and, uh, I just realized that in other people following my journey, it's inspired them to to get started. You know what I'm saying? So I try to be that reminder. Sometimes people need a reminder to mm-hmm. keep them going. Right. And so I try to be that reminder for people.
1: That's, that's good, man. Well, how long have you been making music for exactly?
2: I've been making m- music for a long time, man, since I was in high school. But it's like I stopped making music for a while. Like that's kind of my, my story. It's like I stopped making music for a while because I wasn't feeling the music that, I was making at the time. Mm. It's funny. I always tell them the same story when I think about it, but like what happened was I was making music that other people like, if you like rap or whatever, like you, you probably, you know, they liked it when I was doing it back then, but I wasn't proud of the music. You know what I'm saying? So it's like nowadays I'm all over the place, man. Like I'm at, I'm, you know, speaking at schools or performing at schools or performing at galas mm-hmm. or I'm opening at like real hardcore, like hip hop shows and stuff like that. And I'm so universal And I'm proud of the music, so I could do it wherever. But back then, it was like, I had to know that you kind of really liked, you know, this type of rap, or you liked rap, or whatever, like, you know? And then I would show it to you. But if it was like, for example... Do you mean like it was an
1: insecurity inside yourself that was like, I need to know people are going to like my music if I'm going to perform for them? Not like that. I
2: just, I just, I wasn't proud of the music. I wasn't proud to present it like I am now. Uh So it's like, I mean, I imagine if I I played it back then, they probably would have liked it, or you know, because it was blending in with what everybody else was doing. Right. But like nowadays you know i could show it to somebody's mom or somebody's child and they'll be like oh i like that and I'm, I'm proud to do that and i'm willing to you know what i'm saying but back then i wasn't like i wouldn't show it to a, 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 a to an eight year old you know <laughs> um, yeah but now i could now i go on tv and i perform or i'm on wherever it's just like i'm super universal and that's because i'm proud of the music and this i realized back then something wasn't right but now i realize like this is how i wanted it to be okay you know? so was that like a challenge at all doing that or was
0: it just it kind of happened
2: Uh, I mean, it's a challenge. It was a challenge at first. Yeah, It was tough because what happened was. So after I stopped making music, I uh, wasn't doing it for a while. I was making beats still. So I I had stopped rapping for a while and I was just making beats and every once in a while kind of like write a rhyme and stuff like that. But um, what happened was I had my son and then I think and that's what kind of like made me get back into writing like I felt compelled like this is my son I'm an artist like that's what people do sometimes you know you gotta that's how I would express myself or make something for him so I I wrote a song for him and then um at first it was hard man it took me a while because before i used to make a song like about whatever you know like you could be talking about how around a podcast whatever like the chorus and the verses didn't match you had a chorus mm-hmm. and then the 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 verse was like about whatever you're just rhyming for no reason and then you have the chorus you know what i'm yeah. saying but nowadays it's like the chorus and the verse everything matches up it's all cohesive it all makes sense so when i had my son and i and i wrote that first song for him i realized like i can't write a song about my son and i'm talking about how i just got this new Escalade with the 20s on it and we're rolling with the baby seat in the back you know what i'm saying right it just didn't really make sense you know so it took me a lot longer to write but then it changed my whole writing style because then, I, then after that i was like i stuck to that same style where it's like if i'm gonna write a song about being depressed i'm not gonna somewhere in there talk about how i was you know happy having a good time and then all of a sudden i'm back to being depressed you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah. everything's about the same thing
1: that's one thing about your music that I've been I've been listening to all day, by the way. And uh, it, there's there's meaning and purpose behind it. Yeah. There's a message behind every song that you put that I've that I've heard. Um, I have never not necessarily heard a song from you that's like, oh, I got this, or oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> badass because this. You know, right, it's always right. it's you're always speaking about an issue, right. uh, A past experience or a dilemma that you might be going through. Um, what I mean, was it the birth of your son that kind of real that made you realize you needed to have purpose in your music?
2: Nah, I, I think, so, way back when, um, when, I, when I started thinking about writing music again, um, even when I, was, when I was doing music back then, I liked the music more that I could relate to. Because mm-hmm. I always used to listen to Pac and Biggie and, like, all these artists. But, like, my favorite songs were the songs that made me feel like I was going, like, they were going through what I was going through. You know what I'm saying? So when I sat back, like, for example, with, like, um, you know, Pac, I always used to listen to like um songs like uh like Hellraiser and I don't know, it just made me feel something, but also like um, I ain't Mad at You and It Ain't Easy and mm-hmm. all these different songs like that. Um where it's like I, I could kind of relate to what they were going through. And like, Dear Mama, you know, like I, I remember I used to always play that song for my mom. Yeah. And I used to be like, this is way, way, way back in the day, but it's like, this is when you had to wait for it to come out on the radio, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, wait. And then I, it's kind of crazy because I remember a specific time where we were in the car, the old bucket car, you know what I'm saying? But the song came on and I was like, yo, mom, this song is for you, you know? So it's like, those were the kind of songs that I really enjoyed, you know? Like sure, you had songs you got hyped to, but those ones are the ones that I love. So for me making music. When I felt like I could make music like that, it just made total sense to me. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I was gonna make this project called Something to Relate To, and uh, it was gonna be all songs about like just things, life, or breakups, or being depressed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it never came out. I never ended, ended up doing it. But the, all the songs were just about something. You know, it's just about life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I used to wonder too, like, how many songs can I make about? you know, life or something. Cause I'm like, I got a song about a breakup. Like you can, you can only have one of those, you know what I'm saying?
1: But if you think about it though, I mean, how many love songs are there?
2: I know. I know. know
1: Literally. I feel like it literally is just how you, um, explain like, also how you formulate
0: the production and the rapping and the flow on it. I guess that's also the artistic side of it so you can still use that as like it's still original in that sense cuz yeah. the,
1: the, there's this artist that I that I've worked with a lot uh, MC Magic mm-hmm. his entire discography is all love music Right. But for some reason, like there's like there, and and there's so many different songs on there. But I feel like even though every song's about love, I feel like there's so many bangers. You know what I mean? Like there's so not bangers, but like there's so many songs that I relate to and I love and I love and people grew up with and people take differently. You right. know what I mean? Because you never know when you write a song how someone's gonna perceive it. You know, right. like for you, I might have been oh, I just wrote that in twenty minutes. Somebody's gonna be like, yo, that that I got married to that song, right? Or right, right. Oh, that's the song I proposed to, or whatever. You know,
2: right? So, and see, my thing is now. Now I realize that because back then when I first started, I used to think like, oh, I guess I could just, I mean, you have a breakup song, then you have a breakup song. But I've written more songs about the same topics, you know, similar, not exactly the same, but just kind of about the same thing. And I mean, I realized that you can have a breakup song about how it's a process. So it's like the one where you miss them, the one where you're like, Oh, I, like I left, I'm glad, I'm happy, I'm not with you no more, and you know, things like that, the one where you're upset, so you have a whole lot of, there's a lot of variety that you can put into like making different songs about something that's kind of like a similar subject, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I realize that now, and... Um, well, even if you, if you listen to a song
1: like, like the Backstreet Boys, or was it Backstreet Boys or InSync, the one was that goes bye-bye-bye? That's insane, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: uh, that's, that's insane. Okay, in, 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 so
1: that's insane. So it's a it's a song about a breakup. It's a bye bye bye. Right. But the tune of it is so happy and upbeat. Right. 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 It's They're almost hype. like a. It's almost like a like a like an anthem. But it's 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 about something that's not a positive thing. Right. Or maybe it is a positive thing, but it's you know, yeah. I, right. there, there was actually a word for that. I forgot what it was called.
0: Yeah. I always forget.
2: And and when I uh, when I started sharing the music originally, uh, what happened was people because I was I was driving for Uber and Lyft, and uh, you have it on your profile like what you do. Uh-huh. and so everybody would ask me you know like oh what do you do or show me something they always say that's like the typical thing show me something so then i would show them something but i had written some songs that i had like at the time i had wrote like 10 songs and i hadn't recorded them or anything like that um so i, I was broke i didn't have no money to do any of that anyway so i was just writing them and uh I, re- I remember my lyrics so i don't um i don't write them down I just, oh really yeah I, I just remember in my head uh, for a few different reasons but like, i've been doing that for so long now so it's like when i was doing that i already knew all the songs so they would be like uh you know show me something and then i would just ask them how you know how do you feel right now yeah. you know are you happy depressed or what do you, you know what do you think about you know and so, so in a way
1: it's like a freestyle kind of thing
2: yeah based on i mean it'd be a written song but it was based on what they were feeling at the, yeah. at the time and so like a lot of people were like you know, going through it or they were depressed or sad or whatever, breaking up. And so I had like some really good breakup songs too. Yeah. And uh, I would share, would share with them and then people were, were, were crying in the back of the, the car, you know? Yeah. And so at that point, I'm like, man, I got to really, you know, do something to get it out there. What happened prior to that is I showed one guy who was, we were having a conversation about it and then I showed one guy and he was hype. And me, I'm kind of like, just from what I've been through, I'm like, I believe it when I see it kind of person, you know? So he was like, hey, come to the studio. And uh, he was like, you know, Pharrell's, and Pharrell's here and all these name, name dropping people and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'll go over there later on. And so I went up there and uh, it was him and two other guys and this girl. And I just did those songs that I had written already. And they were really feeling it and they were hype. And I was kind of like, all right, cool. And then when I left, I was still driving. I just left there and I just started driving again. And so I'm like, let me show some more people. And then I started showing people. And then I just kept showing people when they would ask. So I would never be like, yo, I'm about to put on my, you know, not yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't be that yeah. guy. You know <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't that guy <laughs> right. where I'm like, you know, bumping or whatever. It was just them asking or it would come up in conversation or whatever. And then I would show them. But they would be hype and people would always be in the car. I, I had one song recorded, finally, that I recorded at that place. And uh, they would be like getting chills and stuff like that or they would cry. So I figured they can't fake that emotion. So it must be something real you know Mm -hmm. and then i decided to just get the songs out and i've been on this mission ever since so do you
1: have five stars on uber or what
2: i did yeah for (laughs) sure for sure yeah i mean you
1: freestyling for people and you make you kind of giving them a little performance too i think that's yeah that's
2: above and beyond right there man it's crazy i got songs that were inspired from um times that you know i just ended up chilling with the people because it's like like one night um i caught this ride from downtown l.a all the way to like manhattan beach but it's like sunday and it's like midnight so nothing happening and then uh I'd, i end, i didn't get another ride so they're like you want to chill and i'm just like all right whatever and i, I ended up writing a song based off, off of like a conversation that i was having with one of the people that were there that night you know so i mm-hmm. think you just get inspired by different things man
1: definitely man what would you say is has been your your biggest uh struggle as an artist coming up or your biggest um how would you say it, chuck hurdle
0: Mm-hmm. i just the multiple hurdles I,
2: at first the, the biggest hurdle in the beginning was was being naive enough to think that people were gonna help you out you know mm-hmm. so it's like like i went to a, a studio in the beginning right now i'll tell you i'll share this story with you because this is what like flipped the switch for me and i was like never again i'm not rocking with nobody like i'm gonna just do my own thing so i went to the studio to record and i recorded this song and um they were, you know, they were acting like it was all cool. You know what I'm saying? It was all good whatever. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, the guy who had took me there, he was like, you know, everybody's acting like it's all good or whatever. And then, um, when I was like, yo, let me get the song. They were like, yo, we can't give you the song. Cause the dude who brought you here, owes yo, old boy, some money, you know? So then I couldn't get my song. And I was like, oh. nah, man. Like I was like, all right, cool, whatever, man. And, uh, that was it. And then I, I didn't record it. I always was like, I'm going to get my own equipment. I'm going to do my own thing. And now I don't like recording with other people. You know? Really? Always, it's been like that for years now. Because I, I feel like, for one, I want to control my, my content. And I just don't like having people in possession of my music. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm very, very, like, really tight with that. Because, like, that just rubbed me the wrong way. And Wait, I so, felt they, like, so they try to hustle you? Well, they, they were just like, I mean, they acted all good. But then when it came time to, like, give me the work that I had put in, uh-huh. like, the song, they were like, nah, we can't because, you know, he owes them some money. That's
0: crazy.
1: He, who owes? who who had
2: The guy phone? that brought me to the studio yeah. and oh, everybody wow. was acting like it was all good. You yeah. know, and it was cool. And, I, and I mean, it was all cool. They were saying, yeah, it's cool. Don't trip. It's all good. It's all good. You family, whatever. And yeah. I'm like, all right. So then I was thinking it's cool, you know. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right, let me um, let me get a, a, a tr- the track. The, I mean, it wasn't even fully recorded. It was just like a demo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, let me get the demo. And they were like, nah, man, I, I want to give it to you. But, you know, he owes him some money. <laughs> blah, blah. Yeah, and man, so I, like, I want to give it to you. Uh, Shady. Yeah. So then I was like, man, forget that. I ain't, I'm not recording with nobody no more.
1: Thanks. So you, so you record all your music on your own?
2: Yeah. Do you I've, un, some... I've only done a couple songs that I did with Zach, my friend Zach Gray. Um, uh, we did, I think, two songs together.
1: Oh, let's talk about that because you just put out a song called Streetlights with Zach.
2: Yeah. How did that song come about? So, so here's what happened, right? So I met Zach. I mean, a couple, like two years more, maybe more than that, uh, two years ago or whatever, at a show, a little house concert. And I thought he was dope. So then I was like, yo, um, we just talked. And I was like, man, um, then I seen him like, it's kind of crazy because I would never met him. And then all of a sudden I seen him like a couple days later at another show. And then I'm real spontaneous to where like, if we're chilling and you know how to play an instrument and everybody else is rapping and they're playing on somebody else like they, their tracks you know then I try to do something different you know mm-hmm. I always do even if I if I can you know do it the same way anyways but I always like to be different so um, I just asked Zach if he would just play the guitar and while well, I rap and then he was like alright yeah cool so then he had that he had that chorus to the song and just the first melody of it and then um, we just put it together and then we were playing it for like two years before we, it actually came out
1: so you guys had been playing it together for two years before you even recorded it
2: yeah yeah we we just recorded it um maybe maybe in august or something damn damn we've been playing it for a long time now man like two years have you guys
1: been playing it at shows though or yeah
2: we just played it at life is beautiful i was at life is beautiful and i had him come and perform with me
1: let's talk about that how how was that experience because you you've got a looking at your epk you've performed at a bunch of places i mean you've 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 opened for tech nine right recently
2: oh yeah i was i just opened for tech nine uh uh, what's today? Yesterday was it yesterday.
1: Today's a third. No, no. Uh, that 30th. was on Monday. That was yeah. on. A,
2: no, that was Sunday. Sunday. Uh, and that was off the hook. At man. the Brooklyn Bowl. I was at the Brooklyn Bowl.
1: Yeah. How How did that opportunity come about?
2: Uh, man, it took a long time to get that opportunity to come through. I've been trying to get that for the people that don't know. I've been trying to get that since August. huh. And um, I had to get uh, approved from from Text Label and um, strange, strange. Yeah. yeah. See, my thing is this, man. Like, I approach music from a business standpoint yeah you know there's so so many levels to it but like for me i I focus on like the business side of things too and so content is key you know to have good you know what you're doing right here you obviously you guys understand how important quality is and the content and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and so having an uh impressive uh press kit is something that's vital to like booking shows and working with more people and things like that and so i had to get approved by text um label and different individuals by Brooklyn Bowl and then also on tech side, right. I had to get approved. And so I felt confident with my, uh, my press kit. So when mm-hmm. I sent it over, they got looked at a bunch of times. And then they finally came back and were like, all right, cool. Like, you can, you know, you can come on. And it was like, there was contracts involved and stuff like that. And um, it was, it's, a, it's always a learning experience for me. Because that was like, they're really on point, man. Like the whole strange music like yeah. touring team and this behind the scenes yeah and so it's funny because when i um it's just things we don't know so when i when i posted about it officially like mind you this is two months in the making you know what i'm saying yeah and i had to get approval from all this stuff but when i finally got on people were hitting me up like yo can you do this like can you meet can i can you can i bring my friend and then uh we could do this or you can take us backstage or we can meet tech and all this other stuff like that but that's not how it works that's, man. that's that's you know yeah, funny the cats yeah. really <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, like, with, with Life is Beautiful, I learned so much. And with just doing this this tech show, you learn a lot. Because when you get there, like, you realize nobody's playing around, man. You know, it's business. Well, yeah. You I'm saying? Sure. It's real yeah, business. Yeah, people,
1: people don't understand that that you have that opportunity because, you first of all, you've worked for it. And you've right. created something that's special enough to be associated with Tech Nine, but then let's just say you did bring a friend with you who just wanted to meet Tech Nine. Now, whatever they do, their actions reflect upon you. Right. And that's something that they don't really think about. Right, right, right. I I will say this, like one thing about you that I that I do like a lot, man, is when you send me a link to your EPK. I was like, wow, this guy has an EPK. Like the, he this is how I knew you were serious. Yeah. First of all, you had a website where it had all your information. You had a bio. You had your music. Hey, so you had real videos.
0: quick, just for the viewers who don't know what an EPK is, maybe just as kind of like. Explain it. You know what I mean. An, an
1: EPK is a electronic press kit. Right. It's essentially a way for an artist to be able to send a link. a, a, web, a web link. It's a resume extent. for. It's a. It could be a resume. Uh, it could be a multi. It could be text. It could be video. It could be photos. It could just for a model. You probably will just be photos. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just essentially some a page that somebody can go to. They look at you and they say, "Okay, this is what you're about. This right. is your resume. This is where you performed. Um, this. These are your accomplishments. These are your highlights. Or all all that kind of good stuff.
2: And see, um, I take that real. seriously Seriously. And it's funny you mentioned that because I, uh, I even started a website now. The shameless plug. It's, <laughs> it's epkservices.com. Yes. Because a lot of people ask me about it. And not only that, like it's funny now, because like at first it was just like the local artists that were asking me about how to make a, a press kit at EPK. Some uh-huh. people don't even know what EPK is, like you, yeah. you mentioned. But uh, and so for me now I got people that are like in Nashville and like just all, of, you know, different parts of the country. Yeah. that um, are hitting me up from the website. Oh, and I'm the artist artists I'm, yeah. who need it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm building press kits for people now, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, that's one way to help that, that I fund my music is, like, um, helping other artists. Like, I built websites for artists, and I've been doing consulting, too, where I'll sit down and I'll talk with people. And honestly, man, I wish I had somebody that would, PR, have, that would have given me that opportunity to begin with because I wasted a lot of time going through trial and error. And so now I know a lot of things that if I just sat down with another artist who's trying to make it, I could just give them so much information that's just vital within an hour that'll it just save you time, yeah, man. Right? You know what I'm saying? So, the when you when you ask me for my press kit and I I, I do that often because I I get asked for that a lot. Oh, real,
1: real talk. I only asked you for a short bio, like a little three four sentences for the for uh, <laughs> iTunes, and then you send me the smart link to the yeah. to the APK. I was like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, here's my family it's tree. Nice, here's <laughs> my. Like, here's, a, here's
1: the here's the thing with blood it, type. man. <laughs>
2: the epk like you said it's your it's your, your resume as an artist yeah and so here, this is why it's so important to have it on point because i email that to a lot of different people and a lot of people don't respond but the ones that i do my theory is this when they look when they actually click on that link it has to be impressive enough for them to hit you back mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying right so i take it very seriously that when you look like finally when you when you get them they can be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you, Oh yeah, he's, he's serious. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's how you tell different, you, you tell people apart and how serious they are. And so with me, my press kit has been working for me and I'll get people that are like on, on, you know, doing big things or doing shows. And they're like, yeah, yours is better than these other artists, the bigger artists, you That's know? Crazy. So I appreciate it, man. I take pride in it.
1: So circling back to your, uh, your performance in life is beautiful. How was that experience? Like,
2: it was amazing, man. It was real cool. Uh, I'll, I, I, Break it down real quick in a short way, but like it was a long process to get on the festival, uh, a lot of hard work, and uh, it was something that I visualized early on. Like I already knew and I already set my mind to it. And mm. so one thing about me is I see where I'm going ahead of time, and that if I always say if you know where you're going, it's just easier to get there. You know what I'm saying? And so for me. Um, What happened was I didn't I didn't know about Life is Beautiful at first because I just moved out here and Mm. I I didn't even know about a lot of things, you know, so I I just found out about this festival. I got a I got a free ticket in. I went um, and I I watched the shows and I was like, man, this is amazing. Like, this is how my life should be. That's how I wanted my life to be. And the reason why I say that's how I wanted life to be is because I knew I was trying to be an artist. And for one, I'm thinking like, man, I want to get on that stage. But then also. I was broke, man, and I was barely getting by. And so I wouldn't have been able to go if somebody didn't give me a ticket, you know what I'm saying? So to be there and have the stress of, like, how it was for me at the time, away for a little bit, for that day at least. Mm -hmm. And people are giving you free food and free drinks and you're chilling and you're not worried about nothing. I I was like, man, this is how I want my life to be. So uh, after I left, I just kept telling myself, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to get on there. And the next year, I made it in, um, like, this little side thing that they did, which is cool. So it was one step closer. And then um, I did a show last year in January, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play Life is Beautiful, but they don't know it yet, but I am, you know what I'm saying? And so right. I was just manifesting it. And then um, I finally made it onto the lineup, and then uh, I was able to partner with Toyota to do a second performance, which is really cool, because Toyota um, was amazing. Like That brought me a whole different avenue of exposure, because from that Toyota performance, I, got a, I, got, I was on the front page of Yahoo!, and so I got a lot of people that, f- that found me on Yahoo.com. They read my story and now they're listening to my music and people are just hitting me up off of Instagram and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun, um, especially to do two performances because I did a longer performance than has been done in the past, which was cool. And then I also mm-hmm. did a second performance, which is amazing.
1: Shout out Toyota. Uh,
2: shout out Toyota. I love Toyota, man. Shout out Toyota. I got a phone um, bro. I love Toyota. But then mm-hmm. it was also a learning experience uh, because again, there's all these things like from the outside looking in, you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're doing this big festival, whatever. But on the back end, man it's a lot of work on the back end man as an artist i mean people have teams and i don't have a team so for me i was doing it all on my own but um that's when you learn like they're asking you for production stuff and and all these things that you don't know about i did in get, getting somebody to help me with production
1: uh oh you say production you mean like the lighting. live live
2: audio production L- yeah like, 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 like your like, own
1: mix engineer to run front of house right or right like that? right yeah so okay. um
2: and Didn't then they I, ask then for course, all that Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I thought I would assume a show that big that they would have somebody running the board there.
2: Well, they don't. Here's the thing so they have it, but if you have your own people, it's just more like, you know what I'm saying? Like they know what you're doing. The less they have to do for you, the more
1: easier it goes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So it's, and then it's kind of like, I guess, you know, it's like they say, like, um, I mean, you could bring your own people and you know that's your people. Like it's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's kind of like stock or whatever versus like, you're bringing your own ride in you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. or whatever
1: yeah i used to work at the uh, the the city of henderson uh they had a, a henderson pavilion uh and there was a lot of big acts that would come through like uh uh what weird owl we had a a lot of country artists, and they, every time there was a big show that would happen, they would always come in with their own audio tech. Like even though we had stage technicians right. there to run cable, wire, uh, curtains, uh, right. fly rails, all that. Because you just have
0: to think about it. Yeah, like, that's they know the show. sound. Yeah. yeah, and they're yeah. on yeah. tour, so it may
2: it makes it easier because it's the like person. they come through. And then for the sound guys that are already there, I I don't I've never talked to them, so I don't know. But I I don't I imagine they're not. To worry because they, they just yeah, now they're like, chilling you know what i'm saying they don't yeah. gotta worry about nothing um but i did have uh lighting uh I, there was no i was gonna have a lighting guy but i played during the day so it wasn't really that big of a deal yeah um but i had a sound guy and then i had my media team like i do have like a media team where i have you know photographers and videographers that i i constantly work with and it's always the same team of people and then also with life is beautiful too it's like i've been grinding for you know a while now and so it's like the people that have been helping me out through the process of always coming to my shows and always making the videos for me and always shooting, you know, photography for me and stuff like that. Like I also wanted to, you know, reward them and bring them along. Like, you know, they've, they've been with me working. So it's like, this is where we're at now. You know what I'm saying? So come out and chill and enjoy and get an artist pass where now you're, you're chilling, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's good to be associated with that kind of thing.
1: You, you have a song called sunshine Mm -hmm. where it talks about being a role model, um, to other people. Do you feel that that's something that's lacking in the hip-hop industry? Is ta- songs that kind of speak to being a positive role model and having that positivity in your life?
2: Yes. And I think I think it's... uh, I mean, there's people out there that say it, but I think what reaches more people, what reaches the masses is the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how it works. So it's like what people consume more is the music that you're putting out there that's going on Spotify and iTunes and the music video and stuff like that versus an interview that you did where you were like, yo, tell the kids to stay in school. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's really not getting out there, but what you're talking about in the song, that's what's, you know, reaching the masses. So if the fact that I do it on my music, I feel like reaches more people and uh, influences more people. And um, some people have recently, you know, call me a role model and stuff like that. And that's like, that's cool. You know? Cause like, I have my son and my, my nephews and people that are around me that like, I just, I want to be able to be an influence on them. And then also it's like, it works for everybody else too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking like some, I did a show the other day and, um, this girl was like asking me if I can come talk to her, uh, her elementary uh, school students, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's for me, that's just like talking to my son. So it's all good. I could do that too. You know what, right. mean? You know what I'm saying? And then I, I was at a college career day, um, like two weeks ago and I hosted a workshop and I was a keynote speaker and these are teenagers, you know what I'm saying? So it's real. I'm, I'm able to talk to, to whomever and just kind of uplift or whatever I got to do. That's
1: you, uh, you, it kind of circles back to the whole, um, in your EPK, you have a, you, you have a, you have a part where you mentioned backing up your words with actions. Yeah. Uh, how, how have you managed to, to, to fulfill that?
2: Oh, I, you're talking about, uh, on my, uh, bio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I, I try to give back and I try to uplift people. But now, just think about it. So, like, um, I hosted a toy drive last year and uh, to try to give back. Um, I've went out and fed the homeless before and stuff like that. And now, you know, at the, the, the level that I'm at now, like, I'm trying to put uh, other, other artists on. Like, back in, um, I think it was, like, June or something like that, like, I hosted a networking party mm-hmm. um, to bring people together. Like, I've been trying to do what I can to bring people together to create, like, um, nourishing, like collaborative uh, the, relationships, you know? I didn't get the invite. Uh, You're going to get the invite to wow, the next one, that's bro. for sure. I yeah. just
0: thought of that. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys, guys get the invites. but shit. okay. I but um, it was understand.
2: cool, man. It was cool. I, the RSVPs went, went quickly. People came out. It was a lot of fun. And um, now I've been doing this event I call City Vibes, mm. which has been really cool. And the whole concept behind that was like um, – I mean, I performed all over in Vegas, you know, but I know that there's some talented artists that haven't had the opportunity to perform at the Bunkhouse, which is one of my favorite places to perform. I've had several shows there. And um, I wanted to create something where people can come and express themselves. So it's an open mic. The first part of the night is an open mic. And then the second half is performances by like a curated lineup, you know, Mm -hmm. of artists. So I don't perform. I just try to put the other people on and then I host the night, you know what I'm saying? Which is really cool because... The open mic has been really popping and it keeps so getting how does bigger and bigger. You
0: just go up there randomly or you have to sign something? You have to sign then, up. Oh, you have to okay. sign
2: up on the open mic. But here's the thing. So the first one, it was the very first one. It was cool. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And then the open mic, uh, open mic was still popping. But then the second one, I couldn't fit everybody on the open mic because mm. people started hearing about it. You know what I'm saying? So then they came and it was like, it was borderline where it's like just the right amount of people. But then the last one that I just did, It was no way I was going to fit everybody. It was too many. You know what I'm saying? Plus I still had the show. So every, like the, the, each artist, it's a real opportunity for them to have a show. Cause it's like you invite and it's free. So that's the other thing. So it's free. It's at a really cool venue. The the sound is nice. It's all good. Mm -hmm. You invite your people, tell them you're really having a show. And for me, my mind, I'm like, here's an opportunity for you as an artist to get content, to get photos, videos. So you can make that press kit so you can book more shows. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about it that way. And so, um Yeah, it's been popping, man, and now I got another one on uh, Tuesday, November 13th, and a lot of people are hitting me up about, like, can I get on the open mic, and I just keep uh, stressing, like, just come early, because it's like, I can't fit everybody now, because it's getting big, you know? It's cool. That's tight, man.
1: Yeah, whenever you do something positive like that, man, you tend to attract people. Um, from all all walks of life, we want to do something similar similar in that aspect, but more for like the photographers and creatives out there, even models. Mm-hmm. we wanted to have an event where where all photographers can come, all models can come and kind of do their thing and network and and use right. it to use it to add to the portfolio and meet people and all that stuff um yeah out of all the experiences that you 've had, what do you think what would you say is one of the most memorable experiences
2: well Life is beautiful. I brought my son up on both stages. Oh, really? And that was cool, man, because I feel like, and I have a recap video of it, Mm -hmm. like a behind the scenes video. And it's just something about what that instills in him. You know what I'm saying? And like, when we're up there, it's like, it's a lot of fun and stuff like that. But um, even going back and looking back at the video, it's like, what an incredible time that was, you know, to have him go up there and just do his thing. And and um just showing what's, what the possibilities are for because because for me, it's like I'm I've worked so hard to get where I'm at. And we were homeless at a time, me and my son. And so it's like I just kept telling him like just remember how it's gonna how it's gonna be later on after we keep working hard. So remember how it is right now. Because when we work hard and we start, you know, coming up and we we build everything back up, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate it more. And so for him to come on stage with me and he sees, like I used to just get home get out of work and just work on music and so he sees the hard work paying off and I think that's a very important life lesson for him to just see like when you work hard things are gonna start coming together and to not give up in the tenacity of just like relentless hustle just day after day after day after day after day you know Mm-hmm. so um what,
1: what do you what do you think something like that does uh to your son where you bring him on stage and you you show him the experience of what it's like to be performing for people are are is your hopes to for him to one day also be an artist or is it more just having confidence and 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 having just that experience
2: in general it's the confidence mm-hmm. uh you know what's funny is like so i told you i had that piece on yahoo right yeah and that was see that was an eye opener too so like yahoo put me on the first the front the front page right which I mean, I don't know. It's just something that I never thought would have happened. Just but it was cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm on the front page of Yahoo. And um and a lot of people were hating on me, man. They were just they were going in on me. What do you mean they were hating on you? What were were they saying? They were just like you know how you know like how people are in comments. Like they have no idea who you are, but they're just like, Who cares? It was like it was like it was like artists is you know, making his dreams a reality, whatever. They're like, who cares? Or um that I'm terrible or, or that there, there, I was better off. They were saying like, I was better off as better off, uh, to the world as an Uber driver mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, you know wow, what I'm saying?
1: Man. Well, so then, cause somebody did ask, um, how do you deal with negativity in, in, in your industry?
2: Oh, right. And I want to answer that. Uh, But what you were saying is like um, my son. So somebody was like, oh, yeah, he's teaching his son to be a rapper. Great job. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's like, obviously, you're small minded because you have no idea of what the behind the scenes are, man. It's like for me, I'm trying to instill in my son that he could accomplish anything. I don't I don't I don't care about him being an artist. He could be whatever he wants to be. That's what I'm trying to show him. You know, I just want him to see that if you work hard, you could be anything you want. Yep. And the reason why I have him perform, and I don't even have him perform, he wants to perform. And the reason why that's important is because I'm not—that's nothing that's forced. It's just him wanting to do that. But really, and I always say this is that public speaking, people fear that more than death. You know. So yeah. I always figure like if I can build that confidence in him to go out and want to do that. Then he can accomplish he can he can uh, get past any obstacles in life if he has that kind of confidence, so it 's not that about is being crazy an huh? that yeah, is crazy how how, crazy. how
1: public speaking is one of the biggest like
2: yeah. fears
1: over death
2: yeah over death and, um, i mean that's I that's that some studies and all kind of stuff like that where yeah. people are like, nah, they just don 't want to do it, they'd rather die literally, you know what i 'm saying, but um it 's like my son has that confidence to go out and do that, and that 's what it 's about it 's not about him being an artist it 's just about him believing in, believing in himself. And knowing that he could do whatever he wants to do, and then as far as like um, dealing with uh, like negative, like mm. negativity, I like yeah. um, I just brushed it off, man. Like those people were going in on me on Yahoo. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They were like, it was it was an eye opening experience actually, because you know I get I, I get a lot of love uh, of from people on social media and stuff like that, and then I'm sure that there's some sort of like envious, you know, jealousy or animosity from people who don't speak about it, but you can feel that vibe mm-hmm. towards me, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't let it bother me. And that's on like on the low. But to see it all in the forefront yeah. of like everybody just going in on I the just say one thing stuff like that. Real
0: talk like Yahoo, I know for sure like it's just pure trolls. Like these like people live for this shit. Like they you know, cause they got nothing else better to and I'm not saying this to just be like, oh, it's just wipe it off. It's like literally full sit there and they're like, I wanna fuck with this fool. Cause it's like that on Hype Beast. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's it's funny you mentioned that
2: because that's what it was like. There was this one comment I forgot what the girl said, but you know it was real bad or whatever. And so I had clicked on her thing because I I thought it was funny. Honestly, I thought it was genuinely funny when I was just I was just reading them because yeah. when you know people have no no reasoning behind it, it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? If I if I really did something wrong, or if I really messed up, or whatever then I could understand it. You yeah. know, I'd be like, oh yeah, that was on me. Mm-hmm. But when people have, it's just senseless. I was just laughing at it. And so I clicked on this one girl's profile and um, she was just hating on everybody. Yeah, man. yeah it's like just literally just they do. Recent all, activity, just hate. Yeah, things. all her comments were just negative about yeah. whatever. So like, you can't let that kind of stuff bother you, man. There's I mean, a the, lyric that I say in my song too. I say, I wish success to my haters. It tends to kill them slow.
1: Damn. Yeah. That's a good line.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> that real? I, the,
1: the, the way I see it, man, is, uh, even if they are hating on, on whatever you're doing or they're talking shit about it, let's say they saw that article they shared on Facebook. Can't believe this guy, right? And they're fucking hating. Somebody, right. somebody's, one, of the, one of their 100, 200 friends is going to click on it. And go, oh, this guy's pretty tight. Oh, shit, what, what is he doing? And I think that just kind of even brings more positive shit into your life. Right. So there's always a way for negative shit to bring positive shit to
2: your life. For sure. And what was cool, I'll say this, to put some positivity in it, is that it was cool to see other people who didn't didn't, know me, and they were like, like, yo, leave the guy alone, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's doing good, and, like, he's doing so much better, and they were, like, good for him, you know? I had, it was more, more, more hate than love, but there still was love of people that were just, like, He's good for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like to see that. Like, that's cool, man. And those, that's good people right there. And, and I just feel, I really feel sorry for the people who have so much negative energy within them because that's a bad life to live, man. You know, when you're constantly just like that's trying to beat somebody else down, something's wrong with you. And there's a, there's a line, I always sorry, I always quote my lines, <laughs> but there's um, a line in the song that I have complaining where I said, you only hate me because you hate you. That's a bad issue, you know? That's 100%. Yeah, yeah but you got to
1: start a quote book or something. Hey, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I really do
2: got to start a quote book, man, because I, I, like I like a lot of my lines to just make you think. Have you ever man. thought about putting your, some of your lines on T-shirts? I need to, yeah. I've thought about it before. I need to find like, the best way to do it. But a quote book, man, for real, I, I'm, I'm like a big fan of myself, man. I think that's, I think that's how people should be about mm-hmm. their art. And like sometimes I, be, I listen to my music, I'm like, oh, man, I like that, man. Like, that's just makes you think about life, man. I yeah. like thought-provoking stuff.
1: You know what you should do is you should uh just like as a hustling kind of marketing uh advice here. You might you can take this and run with it if you like, but you don't have to. Uh, what if you did do like a PDF of your quotes, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 kind of like took a quote from one of your lyrics and then you explained it with a photo, right? You made a whole like a thirty-page PDF. You put it for free download on your web on your website, but people have to sign up for your mailing list. Oh yeah, that'd like be that.
2: dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. And even just thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about um just lyric stickers, you know, there just you go. like Lyric like stickers, a quote, yo, you know, yeah. like decals like, for your car. And yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. Just something that's like, you know, a little different where it's like, you just have one line or whatever. And that's right. just like a sticker. You well, know real saying?
1: quick. So, uh, do you, do you sell hard copies of your music or is it all digital?
2: So, uh, on my last EP, I, I ordered a bunch of hard copies uh-huh. and, um, I, I, in the beginning, I didn't have them in time for my, my EP release show, but I ordered them. And then some people were buying them online and stuff like that. And, uh, and I just been selling them at shows, so I mm-hmm. have some. I, I I think I have like a few left because I kind of sold out of what I, like most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but my son sells them for me, so he's always hyped because he doesn't normally get to go to the shows with me. So uh, every time we go to a show where he can go, and he he likes to sell it for me. So like one time we, we we um we performed at a at a church recently actually, and um my son was like, "Yeah, can I sell CDs?" So I took, I I took thirty CDs, and I was like. I guess that's enough. Because, I mean, they don't ever sell like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like 30 CDs, whatever. Because some people buy a couple, or whatever. But I took 30 CDs thinking that that was cool and more than enough. And I performed. And my son was in the back doing his thing. I'm not really thinking anything of it. He's just getting his little hustle on doing his thing. And when I came back, they were all gone. And I felt bad because some lady wanted, a couple people wanted to buy some more, but they were all sold out. And yeah. so I ended up mailing a CD to one of, the, one of the ladies who wanted one and that I didn't have one for. Wow. But it was crazy because it's, it's like they sold out all the CDs, they bought all the CDs. I thought
0: that was cool, man. I think it's still a dope hustle to do that though. Because Percy P be doing that. I always, you know who Percy P is? Nah. He's uh, he's like, I think he's from Stone Throw, like an old OG mm-hmm. underground hip hop artist. Like I always seen this full, even at like pay dues and festivals. Right, right. Like he'd be performing, and after his performance, you just see him in the crowd like selling his CD all the time. Well, that's that's kind of how
2: I came up. I'm, I'm going to do something later on. I'm going to get hard copies and sell them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm, I am have an album campaign right now because I'm raising money for my next album. So for you people on Facebook, go to XavierFun.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm raising money for an album, and I'm selling uh, autographed CDs on the campaign. But um, that's kind of how I came up in Vegas. Um, I just hit the ground running. So what I did is... Um, I had recorded some songs and I made, man, I must have passed out like probably like 1,500, 2,000 CDs in Vegas. I, so I just made them on my computer and I just wrote my name on them. And every time I would go to Open Mic, wherever I could, I would just give out CDs for free. yeah And what I, what I noticed in the mentality of the other artists that I was meeting at these events is they were always trying to sell their CD, you know. But what I always noticed is that sometimes I couldn't even give away my CD for free. You know what I'm saying? So you, I felt like you had to have some sort of notoriety for them to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy that CD. Like, they just saw you perform, and you're really cool. You know, they're feeling you, or oh, I'm, I'm going to buy the CD. But for me, the more important thing was I just want you to listen to my music? Yeah,
0: just get the music up. Yeah,
2: because I, I feel like people are curious. So if you give them a CD, they're just gonna put it in to see if it's good or not. You know right. what I'm saying? But well, if it is, they're like, oh, okay.
1: But here's the thing too: like if you have these stickers with your lyrics on them, you because your CDs are very personal. They're they're your music and right. they're your they're that's your work, right? It represents right. you. A lyric sticker can be something that's very general. Like let's say you have a quote that's very. It's very true. It's very positive. It's very dope. It's a dope quote. People are more prone to buying that dope sticker than buying your CD because it, well, I don't know this guy, but I do like that quote though, right? Right, right. right. So I think like if you if you do end up selling more CDs, I think I think you should do like a fan pack. We have a poster with quotes or something, or like a sticker, and kind of make it a whole little bundle. man. What
2: do you guys think of posters? We were having this conversation
0: today. Oh, I was thinking about merch ideas. Do people still like posters? Yes, one hundred percent. Do people still like posters? One hundred percent. Um, I I guess like this is the whole thing. The exclusive exclusivity of it making it very exclusive don't just make a thousand of them or a hundred thousand of them make 50 of them signed and make them really nice and then people would be like, "Whoa! Like this is fucking tight." I don't
1: know, man. Like, like MC Magic. When I go to his shows, he always has two different posters, and he's got thousands of each one. However, he does like a fan pack. Damn, Damn MC
0: Had Magic is a different monster. You supposed to say MC No, I said MC Magic <laughs> is a different monster, bro. Bro, like,
1: yeah, but but I, that just goes to show that people do buy posters still. Like he'll do like a whole bundle where it's like his CD, his that's CD, true. his that's true. Uh, two CDs, a poster, and something else for like a bundle of like thirty dollars or something like that. And people, people aren't,
2: people aren't here saying they. Like posters, I guess maybe I'll make some posters. We'll tell you, man. Do it, man. Yeah. Overnight prints. We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll
1: do a morning dinner poster.
2: Yeah, I have to, I have to get some Exclusive posters run. And I noticed, like, um, at some of these shows that I perform at, they have uh the artists sign the posters and stuff like that. So maybe I can have one poster, cool, like for my own, you know, uh keeping or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like have people that come to the show, you know, sign the poster or something like that. That'd be cool. But, um, yeah, man, there's so many different ideas of like how I can. Oh, for sure. You know, the merch. I was thinking about different merch ideas Vinyl? today
1: yeah vinyls I know it's ex- expensive, vinyl's expensive but man damn. but i
2: mean people ask me for it but it's like it's just expensive so yeah. i gotta like like i think to like i don't I, know i was looking at one side or whatever and it was like it was like two thousand dollars for like a hundred or something like yeah. that I don't know if it was just a lot you know yeah it's a lot <laughs> and yeah, it takes two, time too
0: it takes like a month
2: it was it was it was something it was like a low number but it was like in the you know two thousand for like not a lot and i was like yeah. man. That's, that's a lot of money to, to put out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I say definitely like when, when the time comes and, and you feel ready and you feel like it's going to be in high demand or, you know. Right. For sure. Um, you spoke earlier about how you kind of felt jaded through the whole collaborating with other people as far as the studio aspect came to it and now you record your own music. Are you more ex- exclusive to collaborations now or do you collaborate with, do you look for collaborations with other people or do you, are you kind of just doing your own thing?
2: Here's the thing with collaborations. A lot of people hit me up for them, but I'm just so busy, man, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get this music out that I have that I just don't have the time, you know? Like, I got a lot of shows. I do everything by myself, and I have a whole album that I'm trying to get out right now uh-huh. that I have so much work to do. So, honestly, like, with that one with Zach, I mean, we've been doing that for two years, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that was, like, on my, on my Spotify, I only have um, – two people that are like features or whatever. One's my man, Camden West, which is a song we've been doing for two years. Mm-hmm. So that was real quick. He <laughs> came to the house, recorded real quick, bam, done. Zach, we've been doing that for two years too. So that, I mean, that's the only two, but besides that, I'm just always so busy, man. And, uh, I feel like with where I'm, with, with what I'm trying to do right now, like I, I got to prior, prioritize on like, this is what I need to to get done first. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when I have the opportunity, if it really works, Cool but it's just I'm so busy man. So could I
0: kind of ask like what what's what's the goal right now? Like what are you pushing for?
2: Well, right now, I mean, I got it all mapped out and it's it's I'm sure for like some people um it may be hard to understand cuz they don't know how it is right now. But like some people will hit me up and be like, "Hey, can you do a show with me, you know, next next month?" Or can you do this? But I got shows going into next year, you know what I'm saying? That are already mapped out way ahead of time and I got this project that I'm trying to do. So I have like a whole six month plan. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't have time for the things that are happening right now. Cause I'm already so far ahead. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is where you want to be with the, with your business or whatever you are doing. Any business. about know yeah. that five year. Yeah. You got to have a forecast. plan, you know? So it's like, um, I'm appreciative of the people who don't take that the wrong way. Cause I know that I could understand how that could cause some like animosity. Be like, Oh, you're too busy now, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with growth, Things like that come, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good thing. But that, I, I'm still always showing love to everybody and trying to put other people on and trying to give back in the, in other ways, you know what I'm saying. But my time is so limited, and, and I always I, I used to say that it's gonna slow down, but it's not, man. It uh-huh. keeps getting it's only gonna more, more and more. Yeah, yeah man. Especially it keeps getting as more, more as bigger. you get
1: more as you get, you get more gigs and you get more of a, a big, bigger fan, da- fan base you're definitely going to see start seeing less. I mean, you're going to have to be more, you're going to have to have somebody who's in charge of product, pro, being productive with your yeah. time, like scheduling things out and,
2: right. you know. Like right now, I'm kind of, I mean, just a thought, something that I'm actively thinking about is like um, building a team. Like, I feel like I'm getting to that point where I, I could build a team with the right people yeah. that are doing things, you know what I'm saying? And that'd be beneficial just because of how busy that I'm getting, you know? Like, yeah, I, just, I always love to work on what I'm doing. And so it's like, it's... I don't have free time, you know what I'm saying. What's
1: your favorite part of uh, of of collaborating with other people? Not not even just in music, but b- having a team of either creative photographers, videographers, people who handle shows, live audio, all that stuff. Like, what's your favorite part of the collaboration?
2: It just takes um, like weight off your shoulders, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you have some like like with the production thing with Life Is Beautiful, it's like I could have did the whole um. Production, you know, side of things or whatever, but if I have somebody that's like willing to do it for me and I know they're gonna do a good job and I can put that trust in them, then okay. I mm-hmm. have a hard time um, letting go unless because I'm so hands on, right. you know what I'm saying. So we really gotta be tight and then really, like I really gotta trust that you know what you're doing. Because I've had people that offer me all kind of stuff, but it's like you got to know it has to be quality stuff you know what i'm saying or i, yeah. g- I got to know that you're taking it just as serious as i am because i take it very seriously you know what i'm right. saying even with mixing one of the like so one of the things for me that's like i've all, i've kept going back and forth on is whether i should mix my music or if i have somebody else to mix it right because it's it's, a, it's really time consuming to mix the music you know what right. i'm saying no. like you guys know it's super, a whole crap it's on. a whole yeah, yeah it's a whole thing so for me if i wish i could just record it cool send it off you know like like the big artists um, like Paca, he was in the studio every day. He just recorded verse. Cool, that's done. Next one. But I can't do that because like I try to have my music mixed by other people or, or just experiment with that. It's not. And I realize it's just as good as I could have did or it's not as good as I could have did because I notice things that they're not um, caring to like I would because it's my own music. You know what right. I'm saying? So then I'm I'm just right back to square one where it's like, I got, I just got to put the time in to do it, you know. Damn, one hundred
1: percent. Like I I do agree with that. No, no one will ever care about your your music and your work as much as you do, or they, they won't take it as seriously as you do because right. it's yours, right? Uh, but I also do feel that one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the most important key elements of being a successful person is knowing how to delegate.
2: delegate. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And, and I because be, you can never do everything yourself. No, no, no. Yeah, you can't, man. And I used to be a manager, and I know I know how to delegate well. Mm-hmm. If I had the right people to delegate to, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're still
0: trying to find those people.
2: Yeah, because then if not, you're in that position where it's like, it's like, what's the word? I might as well do it myself. Yeah, because
0: you're doing extra work. You're like handling his work and your work, so it's like, Oh, I could have just like I do right now.
2: I do all my stuff, so it's like I do all my graphics, like that street lights cover. I made that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I make most mainly all my covers and stuff like that, and I mix all my music and stuff like that. So it's like it's just a lot of work that I do, but at the same time. It helps you learn a lot, man. Oh, for sure. Because then it makes it easier to know somebody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and that they're, they know what they're talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like now, I have people approach me like about being a manager. Like in, back in the day when I first was getting started, you, they just they're hyping you up. But now, I'm, I mean, I know all the stuff that's going on. So you can't really come hype me up and say like, oh, yeah, Mike, like I'm going to be a manager and I could do this and this and that. You're going to give me that? Because nah, that's not I'm how it enough. works. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so
1: you don't have a manager right now?
2: I don't have anybody, man. Damn, that's just man. me. Okay. Let's I don't that. have a booking agent. I, I mean, I do all this stuff by myself, you know, that's mm-hmm. crazy.
0: So I, I was just going to ask too, uh, do you want to be on a label in the future? Do you want to do your own or what's like the whole deal with that? I have I have mixed feelings about that, man. And, um,
2: because I feel like it's real risky, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I'm confident that I could do it on my own, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, here's the thing, like you can make a living out of music, I don't think it's hard to make a living out of music on your own, you know, putting the work in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like touring, doing shows, stuff like that. Like you can get to that point. But what people think on the the outside looking in is like, you got to be like this multi-millionaire making yeah. all this money, doing all this stuff. Like you don't no, got to do that. No, you know no, what I'm saying? No, not at all. Yeah.
0: It depends on your, what you, your I mean, luxuries are. I mean, dude, no, right. even, even go into like,
1: there are some people, uh, who don't have that big of a, they have a hundred thousand followers They They don't have 5.6 million and they're living their entire, they're paying their mortgage. Yeah, they, they have chill. a house, they have a car, like they're tra- touring. They're, there's people who don't have, they don't need to make millions. To survive and be able to make a living out of it, you know what I mean. And it also goes down to expenses too, like you know, um, do you people people who are artists tend to kind of rely on having a job because they're they don't know how to how to budget and and actually like reduce the the, their cost of living. You know, like oh, you want to be an artist, you want to live off your artistry, but you also have an eight hundred dollar car payment. Right. You have um a house that costs thirteen hundred dollars when you could be. new shoes. You keep buying yeah, you keep buying all these new things, but it's like yo, you got to think about it. What's more important, you having all these nice things or you being able to do what you love right. and being able to pay for all that stuff with the stuff that you know with doing what you because like. it's
0: funny we were literally just talking about this with zelly because she seems like she like she was like oh i finally learned how to budget this year right you know which a lot of people it's funny because like a lot of people will laugh but there's like 80 percent of the population has no clue how to budget fucking money like, right people right. do not know how to handle there's their a, money t- at a, all.
1: a statistic that says like 90 percent uh, of people in america like have less than a thousand dollars in their bank account it's true man
2: here's the thing man um I, I'm not worried about the money. Cause I've, I know that like, I know I'm doing good, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm doing sure. something right and I'm impacting lives. And every time I meet somebody and they see me perform and they talk to me, they're very sincere in what they're saying. Like something's different with what I'm doing. And yes. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. So I'm not worried about the money cause I know the money will come, you know yeah, what I'm saying? For sure. And when when you're getting the opportunities that I'm getting, and they keep get, they, they just keep getting bigger and bigger. That's like nothing to worry about, man. Because eventually, I'll make more money than I know what to do with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right? Because it's like that's just what comes with it when you're doing good work and you, you know, people know what you what, what you're about and opportunities come. You know, partnerships come. People right. want to work with you. They want to do this. Like, hey, Mike, do this, and we'll give you X amount of
0: dollars. Do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm best pr- person who proved that was kind of chance, man. Chance did it well, right? From what I know, I don't know if there's like a behind the scenes thing or anything, but. From what I know, like I followed him since like the beginning and he just, he he did put in work and now he's doing what, if I was a successful artist, I'd be doing that too. I'd be giving back to my community and doing all that for sure. Right. You know? And
2: I try to find, that's, that's one of the things I, I, I say. And I've said before, it's like, I'm going to have to find ways. Like I'll, I'll enjoy it. Trying to find different ways to be creative, to give back. Yeah. Because I'm not worried about money, man. If I was worried about money, I would have been doing something else. You would have been doing the on, shit you yeah, were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, like at the I would have been trying to do something else because I can I can I can make money if I set my mind to it. I can do anything that I set my mind to. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's not what it's about right now. Right now it's about making an impact. You know, doing what i what I love to do. So doing what I love over money is the best thing I've ever done. Oh, for sure. And then you do that right and it all comes together. Where you got yeah. the love and you got the money, you know? And then you can make a difference. Like I'm trying to impact. Like I would use money to invest in like just different ways to give back and then different businesses to make sure yeah. I'm financially stable
0: and stuff like and that. expose so like, your yeah. music more. Because yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. You, if you inspire ooh, one person, if you inspire one person and he didn't do – I know this sounds deep, but he didn't do suicide that day, that's priceless. Oh, yeah. So that's more than you can ever make in your entire life. You right. Literally save somebody's life. And I've had people say that. Um, yeah. And then even talking about investments, like I,
2: the, the sad thing is that I meet a lot of artists – who are serious until it's time to invest in themselves financially. You know what I'm saying? Because they just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they don't believe in themselves enough or they just don't see uh, the worth in investing. But you have to invest in yourself. 100%. You know think, what I'm saying? I, th-
1: I think, uh, especially for creative people, it, it's uh, people are so used to uh, investing, um, you know, I'm going to invest $20 into this pair of shoes and I get an instant return. People aren't used to the mentality of like, yo, I'm gonna buy this song. It's gonna cost me a hundred, two hundred dollars, whatever it is. It's gonna hurt, but it's ultimately gonna give me something that that I need to have for my career. And people aren't used to thinking of that long term mentality. You know what I mean? It could be, it's not gonna be an instant return. I mean, maybe you might have an overnight hit, but most likely could take five and years. that's why I respect 10 you,
0: man. Because like you do the same thing I do. I like doing everything myself first. Right. I like learning it. You know, because it teaches you a lot. It also makes sure you know if somebody else handles it, you're like, yo, I know that's not the right way to right, do it. Because right, right, I just yeah. did this and it right. doesn't take that long. So I, I like truly respect that. You know Thank what you I mean? Man. And that's investment right there too. It is
2: invest. And then see, like, if you look at my Instagram or you look at my, my press kit, mm-hmm. like, I have so many videos and so many high quality photos. And that's an investment. The people that are doing that for me, they're not doing that for free. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're a videographer, so you know. Like, it's rare that you're going to go out and make a video for somebody and you're not getting paid for it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I would do something for so, you for free. Hey, see, I appreciate that. But, see, that's a wise move right there because an I've had people that have done that for me uh, in certain situations for different things. And to me, and, and that's how I am, too, it's just building a relationship, you know, to where yeah. it's for more opportunities. When I was running a business, I did things for free, too, because what, ha- what happened after that is that I was just telling the other day, like, that one opportunity brought me so much more. Yep. Money in the long run mm-hmm. by doing that initial one for free, yeah, to to build that relationship. Investments, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's smart move. But yeah. it's like I invest in, in making those videos for people to see what I'm doing for uh, for people that are looking to book me, maybe to see like, oh, okay, man, this guy's really working. I mean, you can't deny if you look at my my press kit, you look at my Instagram, oh, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm really killing, putting him, in work all the I'll time. I'll say
1: I'll say one thing about you, and it's one of the reasons why I why I I, I like you so much is because you're consistent yeah and i can tell in what you post what you put out it's always quality like you have a standard for how it should be right and you don't go below that right um you know i learned early on uh you know doing things for free is not necessarily always like oh yeah i'm so oh, fucking I'm wasting my time it's not mm. like that nah. because there's 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 been times when chuck and i both have done things for free but a year down the road Two years on the road, benefited it, us. It, it benefited us by lending us way more opportunities and that paid for
2: itself 10 times. I just, you know? Yeah, same thing. I just, I mean, it, th- see, that's the thing that people don't get and I, and I try to put it out there and sometimes you can't teach people those kind of things. Yeah, well, because people, it's the ego, man. Yeah, too. you just have to be, and like for me, even like f- with business wise, I've done the same thing, but even on, as an artist, like I've performed before where somebody's like, yeah, I wish, I wish I could pay you, but I can't. But I, I would love for you to perform, and I'm like, okay, cool. But then those same people have came back and paid me a lot. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, hey, Mike, now nah, I got it. You, can we do something? And I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't mind that. You just have to have. You just gotta think. I put on Twitter today. You gotta think about the bigger picture, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people are too focused on on like right now or the ego, and you know you can't be like that, man. You got to think about the future.
1: Right. So let's. Uh, speaking about your performances You used to perform As a solo artist and, But now you're more With a band What was that transition
2: Oh I'm sorry You just made me think Of two lyrics Yeah go for I it I always do this at random <laughs> But I, I wanted to say that Beforehand So because you talked About uh, the work yeah. There's one of the real I mean I just love this line On Sunshine Because you mentioned earlier As right. I said I'm so obsessed With my dreams That I can't sleep at night And that was like Just the realest thing Ever Because I was really like I couldn't sleep man because all I kept thinking about is what I have to do, just work, 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 work on music. And so I just, I, that was like, just came to me, you know what I'm saying? I'm so obsessed with my dreams that I can't sleep at night. And I just love that line. Um, and then uh, there was something else that now I can't remember that I was gonna say, another lyric. But um, uh, yeah, I just, I wanna like keep going. Consistency is like everything, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then back to your original question, which was
1: uh, You made a transition from performing as a solo oh. artist to with a band. What, yeah. what caused that transition?
2: the the desire for improvement. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I like that. That's good. Because we had uh, a on
1: on uh, I can't remember ep- episode twenty.
0: 20- yeah. Two twenty
1: three. One of those. Uh, and she actually stopped performing with the band. And yeah. now she's more solo, right? Yeah. yeah. Might, yeah. I remember that correctly? Like she wants. Nah, to she's it.
2: more so. I had a conversation with Shabrielle Life is beautiful. Actually, and we had the, we talked about the whole band situation. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And uh, the thing about it is, is that it's. I mean, I got a good group of guys who are grinding, and right. they, I mean that—that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the Noir Movement. We gotta tag them on that later, but yeah. shout out um, to them. So they—they're always grinding, and and you need to you need to work with people that are like that. But then at the same time, like, it's it's very difficult. And in Shabrielle's um, case, and I don't know all the specifics, but just from watching who she's played with in the past, you have a group of very talented individuals that all have lives and are grown and they got responsibilities and so it's it's hard to keep a group like that together because everybody has a different life yeah. whereas i got a group of younger guys who like this is all they want to do right now they wow. don't have the kids they don't have the wife or you know the husband at home or anything like that they're just like we just want to play you know what i'm saying yeah and so it works well but it i'll admit it's very difficult to get everybody at a, at a place at the same time to get the schedules oh, right sure, and stuff like man. that. Like even setting up like rehearsals, it's difficult because you got different, I mean, even with, with the guys, it's like you have different schedules for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But the guys are, are very committed. And so with Shabrielle, I understand it because it's, it's difficult to keep people together. And it is easier sometimes where it's like, um, for me, like for example, like sometimes I can't do a whole band. And in the past, I was really like emphasizing on the band. Give me the band. Let me, let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure without me knowing I was losing opportunities too, because people are like, now Mike comes with the band and we can't have a band for this show. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, luckily people have, you know, offered me opportunities, um, without the band, which has opened some doors because I've been able to do shows with them without the band, you know, typically like, like an artist would in my um, position, like a rapper or whatever. But, um, I wholeheartedly prefer to play with the band.
1: I will say this too is, uh, and it might just be the genre of, of hip-hop when you think of hip-hop performing you always picture a solo guy on stage Or a DJ. you don't necessarily or a dj right you don't necessarily think it, hip-hop and rap get this general like stigma of like oh it's not music because there's it's a beat right right but when you bring that aspect of musicianship into it and you have some guy who's playing the bass one guy playing the drums one guy playing guitar whatever it is you ha- now have a group there's no excuse for saying that's not music. And I think that kind of brings people in who are ignorant to the fact of hip hop actually being music. And it, it gives them that opportunity to go to the door and say, okay, this is tight. Right. You know, and they don't know why this is guy, he's rapping, but I don't really like rap that much, but the band sounds dope and the
2: music actually sounds dope. And right. the whole time they're listening to you and getting to know your lyrics and getting to know you, you know, that brings, that brings, it opens the doors for more people. Cause it's like, it's lively and they're feeling it. Yeah. And, um, Initially, I just wanted to enhance my performance. You know what I'm saying. So for me, that's what it was about. It's like you always got to dream bigger. You know what I'm saying. So yeah. for me, it was like, okay, I got a DJ, but I want, I want something more. You know what I'm saying. I want to like get out there and perform live, like how you see these big artists and these these stadiums that are performing and stuff like that. And so I wanted to do like that. And um shout out to DJ Ar who just DJ for me at the Tech Nine show, which was cool. And I could do the DJ thing. You know what I'm saying. Right. And and I'll admit, like it's it's like a give and a take. Cause like the, the, um, songs, they're the song. So it's like that 808 is yeah hitting. I love both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it, there's, it, both of them are cool. And some people have their preference. I prefer to play with the band. Um, but if I got to do it, people are still entertained. And I use this as a reference. Right. So it's like, cause I used to way back in the day, I used to sell TVs. And so it's like, what you have to realize. And I told this to Shabrielle too. And, um, that helped me, made her feel at ease. It's like, You can play without a band and people are still going to love you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when I sell TVs, I used to tell somebody that's like, they were looking at this $5,000 TV like, man, I wish I can get it, you know? But it's like, really, we're here right now. We got a $5,000 TV. We got a 2500 $2,500. And you have them side by side. So, obviously, you're gonna look at the, tw- the $5,000 TV and be like, yeah, that's the one. But when you take home this $2,500 TV, that's still a nice TV, you're gonna be like, cool, like I came up. You're still gonna get the compliments. People are still gonna be like, hey, I like your TV. Yeah. So, it's like when, they, people, when people see me perform with just me and a DJ, they still show me a lot of love. I, I, I got so many comments and so much love from the Tech Nine show, and it was just me and DJ AR. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm with the band, they still show me love. So, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have our preference. You're still putting on a great show if you, if you take it seriously, you know?
0: man that's so tight because like the one thing i i feel like with uh live bands for me why i'm a little strict with them is the sound it has to be fucking superb because i want to hear everybody's like musical what is it like their instrument mm-hmm. like being able to play their instrument at their best because i went to a black milk show mm-hmm. you know, oh, I, love, I opened I, for black milk oh damn i was there <laughs> oh you were there yeah. yeah wait wait at beauty bar nah that was a long Never time ago i just opened for black milk at the bunkhouse oh dope yeah yes nice. yeah that's, that's one of the guys who like he's him and like you know oh no shut up me milk. on hey yeah Pop. shout out black milk but ooh, he, me,
2: that made me think something quick but
0: uh, go ahead he did a he did a live show at beauty bar and you know beauty bar is not the best sound right, right. And, oh bro i couldn't enjoy it i was like yo i can't even fucking hear him ah, okay, i feel you this, i feel you and it made me kind of angry i was like he should have just put on some beats and went inside, you know? Like, right. that was at the point I was like, yo, this that makes me so angry because I'm right. so hyped to hear that album because it's such a good album, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, man. That's the one thing a lot of cats have to understand, too, is, like, you really, really have to get the sound for anything, like, in, right. in, a, in a live performance, you know?
2: And, yeah, and you know what? Playing with the band is not for everybody either, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you got you to gotta know how to – and I've got this compliment a lot of times – and, um, where they're like, you know, so my guys, you know, they play with a bunch of different people, but I've had people, um, that when they see us perform, like they see that chemistry, they see that, 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 that energy, the energy or, yeah. or, you know, I'm able to almost like, you know, like in a, in a, a way that everybody feels cool with able to, um, what's the word? Like, you know, like organize things, yeah. you know, on stage in a way that makes everybody feel cool and it's still mm-hmm. all good where it's like kill the drums or, or kill, or give me more, you know, this and that, but yeah, it's yeah. lively and everybody's still cool with it. And it's all good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know how to orchestrate all that, yeah, if you it's will, crazy. you know, and some people it's like, it doesn't, does, I've, it doesn't work for them. I've seen people attempt it, but it it just doesn't, I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, you know, vice versa. So
1: what's something that, Oh, sorry, you were going nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, I just
2: forgot what I was going to say, but, um, Oh, Oh yes. I wanted to say this cause it's important manifestation, you know. Yep. So. Uh, early, earlier this year I was uh, I was telling My girlfriend Katie Shout out to Katie right here Shout out Katie shout But out Katie. Um, I was telling her Like I wanna You know Focus on opening For bigger acts You know what I'm saying Like that's my thing I just wanna like you know begin to establish because you get to a point where you got to keep moving you know what i'm saying you can't keep performing for the same people you can't keep performing for your friends it doesn't get you anywhere like that you know what i'm saying right and so my focus was like i want to perform for open and acts and so far uh she was like all the stuff that you were telling me you wanted to do last year like you're doing it right now you know what i'm saying yep and like I realized, like, yeah, I'm right. You know, you're right. I've been doing all the stuff I said I was gonna do, and so it's like I talk about opening for people, and like this year alone, I've opened for for Black Milk, I've opened for um, KRS One, opened for Tech Nine, opened for the Game, I opened for uh, Evidence in L.A. So it's like I've been doing all, yeah, just you know, killing it because that was where my focus was, and manifestation is incredible, man. Mm -hmm. Set your mind to it and go out and do it.
1: Right. So, so do you have any manifestations for 2019?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. Like, I'm trying to tour. I want to put this album out. And I've, you know, the album is incredible. And I was getting excited today because I was just listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know it's, I know it's good, man. You know? And I was, I was showing um Zach the other day, actually, the album to, you know, kind of get his thoughts on it and see what, what he thought. And um the music was giving him, him chills. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, again, you can't fake that kind of emotion. So it's like, I was listening to it today in the car and I was hyped. And I was like, man, this is something special, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What
1: well, What do you want people to take away from it when they listen to it?
2: Um, I want the whole whole thing is I just want people to see that they just got to keep dreaming. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep going because it's like I tell my son. Um, when you're, I told him the other day, like when you're like 60 years old or 50 years old, whatever, don't ever think that you can't start a new endeavor. You know what I'm saying? Don't right. think that you got to stop dreaming because you just hit 45. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you got to keep going. And, and I just, you got to stay young in the mind to where it's like, you don't fall into what society believes is your age limit to yeah. give up and just, that's it. That's I was watching this one documentary that was showing this dude who was like, I
1: want to say in his 50s or 60s, man, I think he started working out when he was like 48 and he was like I think he was like fifty six, fifty seven or something like that, and he was just ripped.
2: That's good. And I man. was like,
1: wow, Never like he too started late. when he was forty seven, like, wow, that's crazy. You know, that's one of the things kinda and it's very important how you kinda mention keeping a young state of mind, right? Because mm-hmm. there's people who, who are twenty and they already they're already like, oh, dude, I just want to settle down, I wanna do this, I, I'm good, <laughs> right, right. I'm good. They already have that fifty five year old state of mind as opposed to like I have friends who are thirty who are in their thirties, forties and they're like, oh, dude, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Like, they're just constantly wanting to do do new things, try new experiences, and just kind of live their life. I had you know? a girl
2: who was early 20s, and she said she couldn't do music anymore because she's already past 21.
1: Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? So it's like, Yo, yeah, how
1: old, how old was, uh, who's that rapper, man? Uh, not Waka Flocka, was it? Was it one of these rappers who does, like, mumble rapper trap music? <laughs> they're, like, in their Little 30s, bro. No, no, oh. no. These rappers are, like, they're in their 30s. Like they were, they've been doing shit since their since their teens, right? But the music didn't catch that genre didn't catch on until they were 29, 30, 40,
2: 34 right, like, years um, old. Like who, uh, two chains, two chains. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Two chains. He was two chains. I think thirty six or something like that when he made it. Like when he what, yeah. quote unquote like made he, like, it rebranded as in, yeah. and did all this stuff. Man, here's the thing, man. Um, it's possible, man. We put our own limitations on on ourselves. So if you're like if you're too young to do something, like here. Okay, check this out. Right, so. I was at House of Blues, um, I think it was last week, and I was doing the workshop and keynote speaking and stuff like that. And so after I was finished, um, you know, a, bunch of, a bunch of these teenagers were like, they wanted to talk to me, you know what I'm saying? And ask me questions and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool. But there was this one kid who was, he was like, man, Mike, uh, I'm 17 and I can't perform anywhere because he's a DJ. He's like, I can't perform anywhere. And so he's like, what, what do I do, you know? And um, I was like, man, you know what? Keep working right now. Work hard right now. Just have that patience because you can't do anything about your age to get into these places. Man. But what you can do is you could keep working right now. Because so by the time you're 21, you're gonna be like killing it. You know what I'm saying? And I told him, listen, this is what you do. This is what I recommended to him. I said, um, start doing your mixes. Make sure your 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 skills are on point and build up your following right now with all these kids that are your age. So that they're following you. So by the time you're 21, you can come to a venue and be like, listen, I got 300 kids that have been following me for years that are going to come through. Yep. If you give me exactly. a gig, let me yeah. just, let me do a set right here. And I could, I could easily bring 200, 200 kids in here.
0: Right. Cause, cause it, I did the it same right thing now. too, man. No excuses, yeah. bro. Like I just, I went out of high school. I, had, I you know, I, I was doing graphics and then I started doing video and photos. I couldn't get into any of the clubs. Right. You know, cause every, all the artists I was working with, they were like, oh no, you have to be 21. and I was like, Damn. You know what I mean? So I worked hard. I got into some of them, you know, like just right. talk, kept talking to them. Like, please just let me in. Right. Just let me in. And then I got my fake ID. I know uh, that's not the best thing to say, but you got to <laughs> You got to you set your you gotta mind gotta up for stuff. success, yeah. man.
2: And that's why I was telling these, these, these kids the other day. It's like you got to set your mind up for anybody, really. You got to set your mind up for success because our mentality, people's mentality these days is what stops them. It's not that you're not capable of it. It's that you mentally – put these crutches on yourself yep. and you can't, you just can't do anything. Yeah. But if you can get rid, if you can get rid of these mental crutches and you could stop all the blocking yourself mentally of like why you can't do it and this and that, then you're going to be all right. Cause you are capable and it is possible, but you just got to believe it, man. So you have to set your mind up for success. And that's where a lot of people fail is they just talk themselves out of it.
1: Yeah. Instead of saying like, I can't do this, say I should because, because, mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? And that yep. kind of would lead you to a more positive
0: direction. One thing with life is just you shouldn't be dying with regrets. You know, live every day to your fullest as best as you can. That's what I believe.
2: There was a quote that said, um, that impacted me. It was like, imagine you're on your deathbed. How many dreams would you have lying around you that are like, yeah. I'm dying with you, my friend? Yeah. Damn.
0: I should have. Exactly. I should have did it. I mean, should've.
1: even going back to the whole, there's no age limit to anything. Like, you know, oh, I'm 40. It's too late for this. Nope. What about the dude who's 80 looking back? Don't you think he wish he was 40 oh, yeah. with the
2: opportunity to start doing it? Like The guy from KFC, he was like 65 or 60-something. 60 he, he started um, KFC at that age, and he set his family up. Damn. I asked this one guy one time. I like to do this. I always ask older uh, people, you know, for life advice. Mm-hmm. And I asked this guy, he was like 77, I think he was like a a vet and whatnot. And I said, um, you know, what life advice do you have? And he was like, one of the things he said is that, I would've, I I said, if you could've went back and talked to your younger self and give yourself some advice, what would you say? He was like, I would've told myself not to worry so much because I used to stress myself out thinking about how how am I gonna do this, how am I gonna do that, whatever. But at the end of the day, it was all right. Mm -hmm. And I'm still here. And all those things that I was stressing about, it worked out. Yeah. And then he's like, um, and then another woman told me that she's like, she wished she would have just did the things that she wanted to do instead of letting the fear of failure stop her. And she said, there's so many things that she wanted to do that she was like, nah, it's not going to work. Or nah, I probably can't do it or it's too risky or whatever. But man, honestly, like that's, that's a fear of life for me is like not doing the things that I want to do in life. And then later on, you're like, man, now I'm, 60 70 years old thinking about how i could have did it when i was 30 i could have did it when i was 25 yeah i could have did it when i was 45 imagine you're 65 and you're like man you know what i could have started a business at 45 and right now i'd be good yeah you know it's but one of the thing,
1: even even if, even when you think it's too late just remember it's not because even if you said it, like what if you're what if you are 16 you are 70 what if you were 80 like, Don't you think you can go back 20 years you know what i mean like people always and the people say this with like even their personal goals as far as like working out and things like that oh i missed the jump i should have done it last month or i should have gone last week when i was gonna because that's when i was feeling motivated i'm like no start now yeah. even though you missed 26 25 years start now because in 20 years you could be like yo i've been doing this for 20 years
2: yep you know what yeah I mean? that's what i'm saying I time t- is irrelevant even dude. even look 10 years that's a decade you could you could start right now yeah. at 45 Put in 10 solid years. At 55, you're still cool. You're still old. You're still doing your thing. You're not you know, too old to go out and live your life. You could be traveling the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go build a business, whatever you want to do. And then all of a sudden, you're 55, living your best life. Yeah.
0: Lab- labeling shit is just super overrated to me. Like age, fucking any of that is, is, is super overrated. Oh, I was going to say one thing, though. Sorry. Go, go for it. It's just the other thing is, though, too, just don't make jumps without knowing like, you know, like, if you don't know how to paint, don't say you're a painter. At least have some type of, like, back end. And that's one thing I'll say on my – it's Brett. my opinion. Like, I feel like you need to have some type of foundation before you make a jump.
1: Oh, you mean, like, like quitting your job and just doing, doing yeah, your, like, all your passion for Like, forward I'm going to
0: – if I quit my job right now and I started making socks – yeah. like I have no clue how the fuck to do that like I literally I learn it and yeah you can but probably but you want to make, make a
1: business <laughs> yeah like right. do
0: something you love and it, like it, just it, really it goes, know it it
1: goes both ways for sure I mean you can definitely like one of the one people see. People say sometimes the best way to learn things and, and to get experience is just throw yourself into the thick of it right throw yourself into the fire and then the fire the, the fuel will burn and, and you'll right. become a master of your craft but also if you have an opportunity like let's say you are an artist but you have a job if your job can allow you to still create and produce and sustain you until you make it or until you feel comfortable like let's say because we, we did talk to a financial planner at one point and he always just said that you always want to have it like a six month cushion save up money have a six month cushion and then you know as opposed to just going going, uh, doing it full force and right. then having no having no backup plan or no cushion or anything right. like that so definitely I yeah, feel because
0: I just the one thing that just like like really like just bothered me quote over there nah <laughs> yeah. I got something that I wanted to say yeah oh just real quick because um, I just knew somebody like you know i get it jumping in the fire is good too as well you know yeah but that, i know somebody who put like almost half a million into a restaurant and completely failed like instantly like Jeez. month or two in mm. done wow like dipped out too it was like because he borrowed so much money from people right. and i'm just like see that's the shit i'm like all right you could have because you right, could have right, murdered right. it with that type of money for oh, sure. yeah 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 you know
2: what i was gonna say is um I, I just i was gonna say it earlier is uh investing in that recording equipment like I did after I got burned that time was the best thing I ever did, man, right, so me believing in myself to be like, man, you know what um i'm gonna make i'm gonna i'm gonna invest this money that i that I could really use somewhere else mm-hmm. i'm gonna put it in this, and like some people won't do that, and it was more than what people like when I say get your content up or whatever, but they won't pay a couple hundred or whatever to get the photos or the videos they won't do that. I spent you know I think at the time like probably like 1500 2000 or some whatever to get my little studio, home studio kind of set up or whatever, and that was the best thing I ever did, man. And so, like, that's what got me here. You know what I'm saying? And, and that what, what leads me to the next thing I want to say based off of that is people think you need all this big stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you guys know. You got some cameras. You set your thing up. You don't see the obstacles. You're like, this is what we're going to do. Some people think they need this big recording studio or production studio yeah. or they need to, like, work with all these producers, whatever. Find... A couple tracks, mix, record, get it out there. You just got to get going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the most important thing is to start. People don't start, man. That's what kills it.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, we do have pretty nice equipment when it comes to video, but people also got to remember we've been doing this for yeah, this, is our,
0: this is Yeah, this is our this is our profession though yeah you know what it, I mean?
1: well, it's also a profession but we also these were one of the cameras we started with nah. we started with the same P, cheap P2 little cameras yeah. that everybody had the, you know whatever you could get your hands on to get yourself work build yourself to the level where you can afford this kind of this kind of stuff yeah. even yeah. even these microphones yeah we can afford to get 600 dollars microphones and have that you know boom ultra uh, extra boost in quality but it's also yeah. like you know if you if you budget things and you like for example, these microphones are eighteen dollars, man, how can we use our creativity to make this sound as as good as possible? Right? How can we make it work for us? And then once we've mastered this, we're like, yo, okay, these are microphones. We've utilized the maximum amount. They're dying. Da da. da. Okay. Then you go to the next level. Right. You but know? see,
2: these even sound good. And that's what people's misconception is. Yep. They're like, yep. nah, I'm, my, the microphone I need to get is $500. Oh, so I can't get started because it's $500. Yep. These are these 18, are 18 You know what I'm saying? So it's like, make the best of what you have. Like, I, I look back and I listen to like the mixes that I did when I first was trying to get it going. Ah, not the best. Yeah. <laughs> but- I put it out and people were still like, oh, they still liked it. I didn't like it. Now, looking back on it. But at the time, I thought it was cool and I did the best that I could do. And I put it out there and I still gained fans. So it's like you just got to work with what you got, man. And now everything's so much more enhanced. But that's just because I started back then and I've been learning since. Right. So you just got to start, you know. Real time. Yeah, people
1: always, people like in photography, people always ask me, hey, man, so I'm thinking about getting into photography. What's the best camera? What's the best lens? Right. And I go, dude, use your phone right if you don't have a portfolio go
2: use your phone you don't have a phone go use your dad's phone or your friend's phone work with what you got man work with what you got check this out man when I was when I was in LA I didn't have anywhere to record and I had I had my equipment and I was just telling the story to my sister the other day because we were reminiscing about it and it's like I knew that I was going to have no excuses I just wasn't going to let myself be held back like that so when I didn't have anywhere to record I went and I recorded in the back of my car it didn't work out But I tried. You know what I'm saying? I sat there. The the determination was there. I sat in the back of my car trying to record. Didn't work. Didn't sound (laughs) good or whatever. But I just knew like, man, you know what? By any means necessary, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do something with this. Right. And even if I didn't have any record, I'm going to figure it out. And so that's why I look at people and I'm like, you know what? People, I I encourage a lot of people. I just can't accept excuses from people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Like you can't tell me. And people normally don't, because you, you just can't. You can't tell me, oh, Mike, like I'm trying, but, you know, I just have this little studio mic at home, whatever. You can't, you can't tell me that. Right. I was recording in the back of my car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I started with nothing, you know? And so it's like, you just, just got to go and get it. If you want it bad enough, it'll happen for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: There's always a thousand excuses not to do something.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. easier to make it's excuses. Easier. <laughs> it's easier to give up. Yep. That's yeah. why I tell people, it's like, it's easier to give up. That's why a lot of people do. Yeah. But, but don't, you know? I, I I was I said this other day because somebody asked me a question about it. It's like um, I, I almost you know I almost gave up on the idea of giving an artist, but I didn't, and I talked myself back into it. And I always had that's one thing that's about me is like I always talk myself back up, and I, I encourage people to do that even when you got nobody in your corner, nobody else, when you're literally by yourself, feeling depressed, talk yourself back up. Listen to motivational speeches. That's what helped me out too. I always said go to YouTube if you're ever feeling down. For whoever's watching, go to YouTube, type in motivational speeches and that will lift your spirits man if you're ever feeling down but that's what i did but um yeah i just was like you know what i'm just gonna keep going you know right and so that's how that's how you had to be man let's fast forward
1: to uh the near future 2019 here you're on tour who's uh who's who's coming with you who's on your dream bill
2: um man who's on my dream bill i'm trying to tour with j cole man that'd be cool i'm trying to tour with like I think big, you know, right. So you you have to, yeah, Yeah. you got to think big, you know, so it'd be cool to do things like that. um, To where it's like, also, I want to do festivals, you know, I want to I want to go on a bunch of different festivals and things like that. But not just locally, but all over the US. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny. I was this girl hit me up today on Instagram and was like, you should come to um, South Africa. And was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to South Africa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me know who I could contact. Like, how, where can I perform at? And she was like, yeah, there's, um, there's a bunch of festivals out here. And I'll, I'll try to find out, you know, who or where or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, people hit me up from the UK. I mean, South Africa, that was really cool. Because it's like, yeah, for sure, I'd go out there and do a show. But it's like, it's the, the fact that people are, are hitting me up like that. Some girls, like, come to Iowa today, too. But it's like, I, I feel like it's just these telltale signs that it's coming, man, that you're heading in the right direction yeah. when people from all these different places are requesting you, you know? Right. And they don't even know you. I mean, they just see me on social media and they're like, yo, come over here, um, perform here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. cool, man. But yeah, I want a tour. Um, even if I do my own tour and I'm just grinding it out, going to like all these different spots where I can and I'm just hustling, trying to get people there, whatever. Um, but ideally I like to go on um, festivals because I think that's really universal and you just get a mixed crowd.
1: Okay. Let's see. Uh, one, of, one of my last questions was going to be um, what, what is one of your biggest failures that you look back upon and, and think, how do you, how do you look at it? Do you look at it as even though it was a failure, you still gain something from it?
2: Yeah. Everything's a lesson, man. Um, I've learned from, I I don't even know if I'd call them failures because it's like, it's like, you know, you, if you think about like, would you go and change your past? But then I always think like I'm here because of the past where I'm at right now, what I've learned. Um, you know, sometimes I guess you can make better decisions, but at the same time, it's like ultimately like, because of that, this is, you know, this now, you right. know? And so it's like, for all the stuff that I went through and I said this the other day on my show, it's like, I, I blame myself for, the bad decisions in the past for the situations that I've been in. You know what I'm saying? Accountability. Accountability. Yeah. I, I'm sure I could have avoided it had mm-hmm. I known better. But at the same time, man, you you did the best that you could. Right. That's what you got to tell yourself too. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. you really, you, you did or the you, best with or, what you knew at Or you, the time. Or you question you and go, did I do the best that I could have done? Right.
1: I think that's one of the things that's kind of lacking is people nowadays are kind of, they're very easy to go like, oh, well, it didn't happen because this and this happened.
2: Right. And also you have to... Um, you have to, like, don't beat yourself up either because that, that'll, that'll kill you, man, is beating yourself up when you did the best that you could. That's the thing. If you know you just, you were slipping, that's on you. Mm-hmm. But if you really genuinely did the best that you could, don't beat yourself up about it. Learn from whatever the experience was and then use that the next time you encounter that situation mm-hmm. and continue to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's one thing that I, that's my you know, lessons and that I try to like implement in my life. And I encourage other people. It's like, if you did the best you could, it's all good. Just learn and keep moving, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, if you know, you just weren't giving it all, you're all don't make excuses for it. Right. You know, you just got to step, level up, step your game up, level you know? up,
1: man. We really appreciate you being on here, man. Yeah, I think course. I think Mark. people are gonna listen to this podcast, you know, tomorrow, the next day, five years from now, and there's always gonna be someone who listens to it and take something away from it. We always like having people on here who can kind of even speak from personal experiences and use use their experiences to help others learn. Because one of the right. things that my dad always told me is you don't have to learn from your mistakes you can learn from other people's mistakes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you know um yeah definitely appreciate you being on here man Thanks and, uh, so, much, man. Thank so uh, you real quick do you want to let people know maybe anything you might have going on you want to know about or wherever can people find you online
2: yeah so my website is mike xavier dot com. mike xavier music i'm on instagram um, where i'm active on and it has the most up-to-date information for what i'm doing uh, which is at mike xavier music which that's my social handle too for facebook and uh Uh, twitter and whatnot Mm -hmm. um the main thing i'm working on right now which i have i think like three three or four days left is for my album campaign which is if you go to xavierfund.com you guys can pre-order the album right now Mm -hmm. which is cool man and uh i've learned i've learned a lot man and i've i've i think i'll probably share the experience and if i say one other thing it's like i've learned that People, like, I, people always say, like, they got you, like, I'm going to help you out or whatever. And I have people, it's been a, an incredible learning experience. I've been learning a lot lately, you know, yeah. doing these festivals, doing, you know, the shows and stuff like that. I've learned a lot. But even, um, like, trying to raise money, I learned a lot because I hit up a lot of people, a lot of people. And people are like, yeah, got you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is like, I've been, I've been running this thing for, like, two months now. Yeah. And now it's about to end. Those same people that were like, yep, got you for sure people that I personally know, people that I've been reaching out to and I thought I was cool with, won't do it. Yeah. Won't, and, and I'm like, I'm like, it would be, it would be a, a mean a lot and be very helpful if you pre-ordered the album for 10 bucks. It'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Won't do it. But, people that I've never met in my life and they see me on social media and they've just been following my journey, each one of these people that I've donated, I kid you not, $200, each person, Oh. wow so so you have people that don't know you and i'm it's i'm telling you it's crazy because they're they're just donating 200 dollars. you know what i'm saying right um and they we've never even met and then i have people that i that i know that i've hung out with that i'm like talk to and stuff like that i'm like yo will you pre-order that one for 10 bucks won't do it so the reason why i say that is because it's a lesson to be learning that it's like for one i just want people to know to not get discouraged by that. Because sometimes even your own people won't support you.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of the mentality is like people close by you won't support you until everybody else does. Right.
2: Right. And so it's like, I I wanted to put that out there for people because people look at me, other artists look at me and they're like, man, Mike is killing it. Mike is doing it. stuff like that, but don't be confused because there's people that I'm like trying to get support from and they won't help me out. You know what I'm saying? So the, the main thing that I take away from that, that I'm trying to put out there for people is that if even if the people around you that you think are going to help you out aren't helping you out, it's all right, man. Just keep going. Figure out a way. Keep hitting the people that don't know you because yep. they're, they're helping you out more anyways. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like I just don't want people to get discouraged by that. And I talk myself up too. Like, it's going to be all right. I'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way, you know? So you just got to do the same thing. But it's, it's a great learning experience and a great eye-opener too because I've had a lot of people that I've, like, for example, I've messaged and um, they leave you on read. You know what I'm saying? But then I've had those same people come back and be like, yo, Mike, can you get me in Life is Beautiful? Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or Mike, can you get me to meet Tech? Or can you do this? But right. they they didn't reply when I was like, yo, you'd be awesome if you pre ordered that one for 10 bucks." Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, the
1: people only want to hit you up when it the benefits them, for sure. Right. But uh, you got a good head on your shoulders, man. We really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, For man, sure. Man. And you. Um, appreciate you. we'll have to have you back on here when you uh, do that tour for next year. Oh, yeah. And talk sure. about that experience for sure. For sure. sure. But uh, we'll put all your information down in the social media, like anything, anything that you want us to post in iTunes, Spotify, make sure you send that to us, but okay. we'll post all your information down below. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and cool. we'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner.
0: Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator, I sure am hungry.